Hello, welcome to Coin Talk, the podcast that just cannot give up on Bitcoin. Actually, uh, this show uh, this week is not about Bitcoin. It's about EOS, uh, the most requested topic uh, that people, for some reason, want us to talk about. Uh, so we invited on our old friend, Brady Dale from Coindesk. He's been on the show uh, before so that Jay could ask him once and for all, what is governance? We are brought to you in partnership with Medium. Uh, You know Medium. All the good writing about crypto is on there. And if you want to read all of it, you should become a member. It's five bucks a month. If you want to send us an email, it's hi at cointalk.show. We love to hear what you would like to hear about. Okay, start the music. This episode of Cointalk was taped Thursday, August 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Bitcoin price index was $6,506. Uh, hello and uh, welcome to Coin Talk. Our friend, back again, Mr. Brady Dale hey, from Coindesk. Jay, hello. Hello. Uh, Brady, I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. Well, actually, before I get to what I really want to talk to you about, you guys, would you be up to talk a small amount of uh, breaking news? Sure. Daily news, as it were? Yeah. What's this? Uh, so the, the ETFs are dead now. Yeah. All of them? All of them were nixed all at once. Is that right? A nine of them. I don't yeah, I think, or at least this batch. So it's yeah. not just the Winklevi. This this generation is dead. In fact, <laughs> I believe that they like expedited, tell, like they could have, waited a week or two like rolling college admissions and they were like you didn't get in and also none of you got in you're all rejected yeah in fact we it's like when do you remember the year where they had no pulitzer prize for literature wasn't that this year no i think it was a few years ago i I think it's very similar they're like not not only did you not win sorry this is the year there's no none of you have won. this is the year there's no nobel prizes at all really why because of sexual misconduct scandals in the uh, Nobel organization. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that. Is that really fair to the people did who you might think win? You, did you think you were maybe like a, <laughs> this might be your year, and now you're finding out that they're not giving one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when I die, that's what I'll, pl- that's what kind I'll of, blame it on. Look, you understand if they have to take a year of ineg- ineligibility because yeah. of misconduct, but not during your playing prime. Exactly. I'd be like, oh man, if it wasn't for the 2008 canceled season, wait I till won Jay one of these. stops <laughs> writing before we stop issuing the Nobels. Okay. Look, I've di- as I've said before, I am I have divested from writing and journalism, so it wouldn't be for that. But Dylan got it for literature, so they could expand eventually. And I do think of you as a Dylan type. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Okay. Wait, uh, so I don't get I don't understand what the breaking news is, Aaron. Uh the breaking news is the ETFs are are do- this whole like the last optimistic thing people were waiting for is yeah. now gone from like lively to injured to dead. The uh, Bitcoin community is so hungry for an ETF to happen. Like they just want it super so bad. They're hungry for any good good news. The uh price didn't go down very much. I no, I mean say. The market's already taken a hit from the last failed ETF. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think people largely, I think a lot of people expected it. All right. I'm going to chalk this up as uh, points for my general theory that the price of Bitcoin has nothing to do with news. I, I'm going to agree with you insofar as we probably overrate almost all news. Like the idea that this That's is news. That's a better way to put it is uh, we're scraping the bottom of the like local crime blotter to like fill a few pages on like a lazy summer Friday. I don't know. I think the, the ETF was big news though, right? Like, I mean, it was, it was the hopes and dreams of, of like people like, uh, oh, I don't know who is the person, like, uh, the guy from Shark Tank. Remember we read that article? It Aaron? was big news if it happened. What I'm saying is it's not big news if it doesn't happen. Yeah, we remain they, in the state of no ETF. I think they had priced in no ETF, and so that's why there wasn't a big change. It would have yeah. been crazy if there'd been an ETF. When you say they, I'm curious about this, Brady. Who do you mean? Who is they when they the new world the new world order? Yeah, the, new, <laughs> the Illuminati. That's right. The anti bankers. The Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> I think I agree with you because it seemed like it dipped to about here during the Winklevi thing, and then it just went down for a little bit right when this was announced, and then just popped back up. And like, I have to say, I haven't, I don't think anyone I've talked to has been like, the ETF is going to happen. Like, I've heard mostly like 
sad face about it. No, what do you? I people that you and I have talked to though, don't you? Like, am I misremembering this? I, I think like if people, people really like, thought the ETF was happening, they would have run the price up in advance of it. Okay. So I think the fact that the market's flat was inside, probably inside information. People basically like the people. The more knowledgeable the people, most of them seem to be like, "Don't get you too excited here." I'm sticking with my yeah. The my no news is is matters. No no news about the ETF mattered to the price because no news really matters to the price. Well, the real price movement tends to happen before the news, right? Like it's it's the rumor. It's the rumor time where the real yeah. price movement happens, right? Yeah. And but I, I also think that rumors have no effect on the like. I don't think any piece of information is correlated to the price of Bitcoin in any way. Huh. Except like Coinbase has been hacked. Wait a minute. When a big piece of news happens and there's a big spike, like right then, you don't see correlation there. When when has that happened? Uh, I'll give the most um, embarrassing version of this. <laughs> when uh, the oh, information yeah, 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 the leaked out, no, on Coinbase when they were like gonna add uh, BCH, and it like shot up like right before then. The price of BCH yeah. shot up. Yeah, but the price of Bitcoin was the same. So oh, I see. It's only you're... Bitcoin. You're saying only Bitcoin. Like other things. Other, other things yeah. correlate to Bitcoin. Okay, okay. sorry. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say I, I have trouble going that like news is totally like uh, disambiguated. But, that was also, but, uh, but to be clear, yeah. right? I believe that the price is almost always due to market manipulation and not due to organic reaction to news. That's what Brady was saying about the price no, already being cooked in. But BCH, no, but BCH, <laughs> they had already manipulated the market because they BCH, knew. BCH uh, was market manipulation. You yeah, know? that well, yeah, that was yeah. the most clearly market manipulation of all of the market manipulations. Brady, you cover this stuff. You are writing articles for CoinDesk. Like, do you find yourself trying to push smaller things to be news during the quiet times versus the really like fast paced times. It's like, wow, there was two huge stories all, you know, at the same night. Cause there was a period I remember during the bull run where it felt like there was like big news every day. Right. So my focus at Coindesk is on tokens and startups. Yeah. And so I actually have been trying to, well, and my editor has asked me to try to do specifically that, but it's not so much because it's quiet, but just because we think that there probably are interesting narratives in these much smaller token projects. I mean, smaller, but their coins are still worth a few million dollars or whatever. Yeah. So we're just trying to get a better sense for like companies further down, you know, the pipeline and to see right. if our readers are interested in it. And a lot of times they are because their stories illuminate like weird things about how crypto works. Like, Today, I did a story about how uh, certain companies, I mean, a little company was the focus, but it also big companies like Binance do this. Companies will do ICOs, sell tokens, then get revenue in the form of their tokens and just throw out some of that, like destroy some of that revenue. Yeah. And that's like, that's good for token holders. It's, I mean, it's clear price manipulation, but like, you know, illuminating those like weird things is interesting to our readers. So. I feel like what you're covering when you cover like Binance burning a bunch of its own tokens yeah. is like weird new religion occult practices yeah. being tested out on like civilian populations. <laughs> they threw like, out, they, the last time they did a burn, they threw out $30 million worth of tokens. Can they I, just like threw $30 what, million dollars what out is the, the window. What does the Binance token do? It's like dust if you do a transaction. They give you your shit, like your deep change in oh, really? B2, B2B. <laughs> well, you, and you, if you do trades in, on, in BNB, as I understand it, you get the trades at lower prices because... Oh, so it's like the Applebee's, if, if the Applebee's, if the Applebee's gift card like gave you a free if you get like you know like a I don't know like an extra margarita or yeah you get like, like extra fries with your yeah. orders and, it, and it. it's it, it's yeah. brilliant because <laughs> the more transactions happen the more the value of the token goes up and obviously they've got a pile of it right yeah I mean it seems like what you're describing there is sort of like a how does that work in a market sense where like they give you free fries on top of your uh -huh. uh, what a, your burger that you yeah. order yeah and because they're giving that to you. That means that like the the margin of the cost of the fries then gains in value. Like the thing that they gave you, the fries then gain in value. Like it seems like what you're describing is sort of like a 
Ponzi inflationary market. In well, some sort well, of way. okay. The I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> so BNB also like if you if you refer people, like if we read out a link on the show and we we're like, sign up for Binance, the Coin Talk way. Binance.com slash coin talk. God, I wish we got paid for that. So, that was such enthusiasm. So we that would be synced to me and you's coin talk account and in, in Binance. And if our listeners signed up, there's a certain amount of the fees, I believe, okay. are that, earmarked. That makes sense. Let's say there's like a 1% fee. They give, it's a lot. It's like half of the fee goes to the referrer. That's why you see these guys shilling uh, their referrer links like yeah. really hard on Twitter. And all the YouTube shows are big on it. So that then you get paid out. And you're like, wow, that could be real money, right? Let's say someone ran up $200 in fees. That's 100 bucks to me. Pretty soon I got a few thousand dollars in fees. But they don't give them to me in Bitcoin or dollars. They give them to me in BNB mm-hmm. tokens, right? And they themselves are collecting that extra $100, right? And then they're issuing the BNB token. So it all works out really well for Binance. Yeah. And there's an open market for BNB and it's done it's done incredibly well. People yeah. are like speculating on it. Yeah, there's a there was a great medium post. Um That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name was uh It's crazy that we haven't given out the referral link. Yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a great medium post that really explains the economics of it by by I think Fiad Muhammad. I'm probably screwing his name up. I just I just looked at it again yesterday. But he explain, explains how it all works, and he's like, yeah, it's, I mean, KuCoin's in it, too. And then on top of that, so they do all this stuff, and then periodically, like, Binance issued, I think, 200 million tokens, and they've committed over time, every quarter, they'll burn 20% of their profit that came in Binance tokens until they've burnt half of the token supply, which which means the supply is going down as demand's going up, so the value of the tokens just keeps increasing. So if you did the referral link and held on to your tokens and this all keeps working, and people keep using Binance then it would, you know, they'd be worth a lot more by the end. And that's at least the theory. And lots of people are doing this. That Obviously, regulators are like, oh, that's price manipulation, kind of weird. And in fact, regulators specifically said that about Munchie, which was the ICO they killed last year, was that the, the, it, had, it had burning in its white paper. And they were like, well, that's that makes it a security. Right. I mean, that gets more into like the markets in like Second Life and like World of Warcraft, where there is this ultimate market master who's uh-huh. like, destroying and creating on the fly. Okay, if I read this correctly, and I'm not sure I do, what they're doing isn't so different to the EOSs and the Tezoses of the world that have these marketing budgets that are used to advertise the coin, uh, get people to develop dApps on there, right? They're like basically paying out money to incentivize people to like blow up their party. And BNB is also paying out their own token to get people to come refer people, trade right. on Binance, make Binance big. Well, those are little, I mean, the money that is being spent by like Block One from its ICO and Tezos, or Tezos Foundation from its ICO, I mean, that isn't, that's different because it's not their tokens they're spending yet, though that is a part of the plan, certainly. Uh, that is certainly part of the plan. But at for some point, EOS. it unlocks like big, like, caches of their token, right, that they can use for developers. I don't know where that where that is exactly out on Tezos right now. I think that's being sorted out. So EOS has roughly $36 million in tokens, new tokens that have been issued by the chain, but they don't have a system to decide who gets that money yet. So it's just accumulating. And if they don't get it sorted out by the end of the year, the projections are it'll go up to like a $200 million fund but they don't have a plan to sort it out. But it doesn't matter. I mean, that's not too big of a deal yet because both of those companies have so much money from the ICO anyway that's not the tokens, it's just Bitcoin and Ethereum that people gave them that they can fund all kinds of things with that and are. I don't understand how like the thing that you're describing is appealing in any way to somebody who believes in decentralized economic systems. Like what you have described is perhaps the most centralized. It's like a, it's basically like a, dictatorship (laughs) (laughs) it also feels like it echoes these weird extreme hedonistic decadent eras of in our past where like on the first day we will collectively go and burn like 100 souls and like 10 million dollars in gold i I don't know if this is the right analogy like you know how portland has a lot of strip clubs 
Yes. And instead vegan of giving you, uh, they have one vegan strip club, but it is the most famous of the strip clubs in Portland. Yes. However, if you go to any strip club in Portland and you give them like $60, let's say in 20s, yeah. instead of giving it to you in ones, they'll give it to you in twos, right? Mm-hmm. And it has, and they've all colluded to decide that this is going to be it. So you have so many, there are all these $2 bills in circulation. And well, that's Portland. actually a relatively sound money approach compared to strip clubs where they, you can't use money at all and you have to trade money for like bucks. I've never even heard of that. That's how it works in Pittsburgh. I mean, I've never been to a strip club or anything, but people have told me that that's a thing. Many people have told me that that is how it works in (laughs) Pittsburgh. So if you didn't get a ride home from a strip club ever in Pittsburgh, the guy outside with the black car might have told you that uh, he gets insane like $600 tips in strip club bucks. Sometimes because like traveling businessmen go and want to swipe a credit card, take out a couple thousand bucks and strip club bucks. Don't use them all. You can't trade them back. All you can do is hold them. So like does, forever. does he like sell them at like fifty percent off? No, to he other yeah, viewers? he's like he I, he doesn't work for the club. Yeah, but most of his business pays, and he he accepts it because the tip. You know, most people are like, oh, it's twenty bucks. Here's everything I got, uh-huh. which is probably the end state of the BNB token too. Yeah, yeah people well, are just going to be giving this away at some. The point. reason why <laughs> I brought it up, and I, actually the Pittsburgh thing is probably a better example, is that they won't accept one dollar bills in these establishments, and so there was a collective sort of decision made that they will, that this is how the entire economy is going to work. It's going to work on $2 bills, right? You know, it works. It's good. I think it's probably a good thing, you know, like it's, it's, it's better for the dancers. It's better for the clubs. It's, you know, like people, it's better to pay people, Mm -hmm. but it's a managed economy. It is a managed economy and it is not decentralized. It is not like an actual market. It's just like, if you walk in that strip club, you have to obey those rules. That's what this BNB thing sounds like. Well, well, can I, can I intercede with one question Mm -hmm. here? Jay. And Brady, both. So clearly in crypto, it's a taboo to create an inflationary situation. But isn't it therefore a like a, a mitzvah to create a deflationary situation? Uh, I don't believe so because I don't. I think that if you went to Satoshi, who you know is in the process of uh, starting his publicity rounds for his book. Brady, uh, <laughs> since I hope you don't actually listen to this show all that often, our last episode was on Excerptoshi. Uh-huh. I think it's our third episode on Anonymous author of the forthcoming Satoshi memoir, which we're trying to get a galley copy of nice. so that we can read it for the show. But anyway, sorry. I well, do listen some. I haven't heard that one yet. So I, I think if you told Satoshi uh, there's going to be one dude and he's going to decide to burn... Bitcoin based on the idea that the price will never go down. Yeah. You know, and if the price is about to go down, he'll just bor- burn more Bitcoin and then there'll be less of them. So each of the Bitcoin but will be worth more. Anyone can burn Bitcoin. Huh? Anyone can burn Bitcoin. Yeah, you anyone, can burn your Bitcoin. Anyone can burn Bitcoin, <laughs> but there's not one person who can burn all of the remaining Bitcoins. That's the wildest thing you could do in the club in Dubai is just like take out like a ledger nano and just like smash it on the floor. <laughs> that doesn't, dis- <laughs> that like, doesn't I just burn a hundred Bitcoin. That doesn't destroy the Bitcoin though. Um, it does if that was the like only copy yeah, of there's your private, no private keys. You know, the private key, yeah. it, it's not really it like it's not balling out if you keep your secret private yeah, keys yeah, somewhere. Yeah. If you if you're burning your 20 word seed card, then I would be like, wow, I mean, who knows if these companies are really burning these coins either. I, this is totally but the that's kind what of I thing mean. Like I it's, a, it's a, a total it's I don't think it is a mitzvah then to uh I do not think it is a mitzvah to create a deflationary currency if it means that you have essentially created a completely authoritarian economic system. How do they defend it? Uh, or I guess they don't really have to. Well, I like I will say like when this company Ido announced that they announced their burn, which hasn't happened yet, it starts on August thirty first. Their token price went up. Like people yep. were excited about it. And I think you know you can you can prove that things are burns. I I, I haven't studied Binance's token a ton. I just looked at it a little bit because of the story. And wanted other examples, and, yep. and it was one that like um, William Mugiar had had pointed out, and so I was I just looked at that. But like I do, sort of shows the address they send it to, and like you can, I guess you can see that like yeah, no... I guess you can see on the chain like where 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 it moved. Yeah, and in in some ways you have to take these like future burns with like a grain of salt, just as a speculator. You can be like, well, they've promised to burn yeah. this much every year, and they did it the, the first two years when they said they were going to burn it because there's. There's less of them, so like, 
Well, isn't that sort of the guiding ethos of all this stuff? And I think this pertains to Block One and EOS also, who are probably like maybe other than Ripple, the most famous potential manager of a blockchain economy, mm-hmm. which is there's a logic internally that whatever is good for block one is good for EOS and whatever is good for EOS is good for block one. Mm -hmm. And therefore the conception of ethics around creating a deflationary environment never come in because everyone is aligned in the same direction towards positive price pressure. And Jay, you flagged historically that this is kind of cult thinking. Like if, if we all have the same goal, like, we can't screw each other over. Yeah, and it's also, like, very non-decentralized. What or, do you think? Well, okay, so first of all, on, on this specific topic, I mean, both EOS and Tezos are inflationary. Right. Yeah, they're both, I don't, and I don't think there's a hard cap on either one of them either. Um, but no, they're fixed inflationary. The amount that they're going to be inflated is preset. Well, it's preset, but it can change. I mean, everything oh, right. on both can change. The idea of both, and what's, it was, so what's interesting about, I mean, I think EOS is like super decentralized. And it, it, I mean, it is centralized because if Dan Larimer says everything, anything, everyone just kind of agrees. But the whole, so that, so like EOS just to kind of, ex, I mean, it's hard to fully explain yeah. EOS. Like the idea of EOS was to sort of make all this stuff easier and it's so complicated and everybody wants to be a valid, well, all these people want to be validators. Validators so you, are like miners. Are like miners, yeah. yeah. Like they're they're taking in transactions and they're getting paid. Like, why did everyone have to come up with their own name for yeah, each of these chains? Like the Tezos Bakers yeah, yeah. are the yeah. validators. It's, it's like, so come, annoying. Was this, already, was this getting too simple and we Dude. needed to like create greater symbolic like a, layers like on it? It's a new basketball team. It's like, we, we're not, we don't call it the point guard here. Do you know? Yeah. It's like <laughs> the little bouncy man. The is idea like, of is Bakers, what we call it. the idea of Bakers is kind of fun because Arthur Brightman, who came up with the whole thing, is French. Yeah. And it's like a it's a French reference because to be a baker, you have to stake ten thousand tokens, and the ten thousand tokens are called a roll. So you're baking a roll. Um, that so is it's, cute, but <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> that's like occupying a place in my brain that, that I can't use some from yeah. something else. Something else yeah. That if you had just said they're like Tezos miners or they're EOS miners, right. and you're like, it's crazy. There's only twenty one miners. I'm like, okay. This metaphor is already complicated enough. Right, right. Explain. Okay, so there's well, EOS millions of miners. Producers. Okay, so there's millions of block producers on the Bitcoin chain, or right, thousands right. of block producers. Yeah. How do you do it with only twenty one? Well, so there's there are lots more than twenty one, but only twenty one get to actually uh, earn the big bucks from doing it, and the only twenty one are the official ones. And there's a constant, continuous vote that's going on. It can change. It changes every three minutes. If like votes change, it's it's nuts. But the thing, the point I wanted to make about EOS here is like there's 21 there. There's lots of other entities that are sort of doing validation on the side. They're getting paid like a little bit. And then some others that are getting paid nothing. Everybody wants to move up in the rankings. And so the way that people who don't have a lot of money and don't hold a lot of tokens do it is they try to build credibility. And so there, so there's all these people going out and doing things that are seen as, as like good for EOS. Everything from putting on events to running websites to providing certain services. And the idea is... If you can get the attention of the community and they appreciate it, it it like moves you up in the rankings. More people are likely to vote for so it's you. A, it's a pyramid scheme. Well, I, I mean, but but it, what it also they prefer cult. It's a, <laughs> it, but it is. It's this really. It's this crazily complicated grassroots thing. It doesn't like sound. This, it doesn't sound complicated. It sounds like you just described Herbalife. Oh well, I mean, in terms of like, yeah, everybody's like doing <laughs> yeah, activities yeah. to like well, rise. Being in the shape of, of a pyramid, pyramid and also being a scheme. Getting your neighbors involved in it. Yes, it's yeah. like our life. Okay, but I actually, like, beyond it being a little pyramid scheme, like, mm-hmm. the part I don't understand, and, and uh, I wanted to ask, we had we have to have on journalists to explain these things to mm-hmm. us because we just can't grasp them. So we had on uh, a journalist uh, from Wired who described uh, Tezos to us after yeah. uh, Gideon. And... So what I don't get here is all this stuff points back to this idea of governance, uh-huh. right? These like 21 validators yeah. represent v- votes yeah, in the yeah. governance system, right? Right, right. What, like, what are they governing? Like Jay is, Jay is correct. The recruitment scheme is pyramid scheme like, but it's all to create this giant hierarchy through which 
decisions are made, which the, the reason I said a cult, like a pyramid. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's more like early, it's also like early Christianity or something but, like but that. But the idea that only twenty one people make the money and everyone else is scrambling around. Well, to that's like, not that's not really how it works though, because if you're smaller, you can join a pool with. No, other no, I'm talking. I'm talking about EOS. No, right? and EOS, like yeah. if you own like point a little bit. You can get into a pool with a bunch of people that like is part of one of those twenty ones and get a payout. So I, I think that's more that's more how Tezos works. Oh, okay. that's more how Tezos works. Wow, I wish uh, everyone had not picked all the different words, so I would uh, not be completely confused. Okay, so. <laughs> but so, uh, so the thing that's funny about EOS on governance. So Tezos' yeah. whole thing. I actually I love comparing these two. I yeah. think there's a lot of great comparisons to be made between them. There's a lot of great parallels. They both sort of argued that they were about governance, but but Tezos and its original incarnation did pretty much write all the things it wanted to govern, like into the code, and the rules are all there in the code. And, and the thing about Tezos is everything is up for grabs always. Like it's yeah. it's always possible to change everything, but it's 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 all got to be code based. Whereas Dan Larimer came out and was like, we're going to make a much faster blockchain. Um, it's going to be it's going to be much lower fees, and also we're going to fix governance. And, and everyone's like, okay, how are you going to fix governance? Like, well. We don't actually know. We're just going to launch it without that. We're going to have like a written constitution, and that was a real mess. But okay, and, wait, but just going back, I feel like Al, the you know like the early LAG where he's like, "What is politics?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we go so back like, to just like, what, what is it. governance? What is governance? <laughs> I so what, what I love. What they decide? Give me an example of one thing yeah. that they would be deciding. With well, governance. I mean, fundamentally, the most important thing a blockchain, and especially like these sorts of blockchains, has to decide is is anyone trying to fuck with the system, right? So if someone got into one of the twenty one block producer roles and was trying. To, in, was trying to put fake transactions in there. I mean, that's the most important thing you got to decide is yeah. everybody else is just like, oh, I think number 17 is actually lying about some of these transactions. So that's the biggest question. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep pausing you along the way. But is this, like, Bitcoin seems like it solved that problem. Like, Bitcoin is not, as far as I know, Bitcoin does not have all these crazy governance techniques mm -hmm. yet there isn't like massive disputing about which is the correct chain and the yeah. blocks or everything yeah because that's the problem when you have only 21 entities with so much power you know right. and, you, and you have some very so clever engineers you, running why them. would you uh why would you set it up that way though? because it's all everything in in crypto and and is about trade-offs so when you have more validators it's more secure it's way harder to put a phony record and that's why bitcoin is almost impossible to fake when you have fewer validators when you have fewer validators, you can do much faster transactions much less expensively. Like so that's basically, the, like, all of these environmental issues around scaling Bitcoin, it's going to eat up all the electricity in the world. It's like, hey, we only have to run 21 of these generators. They're, they're vast. I mean, it isn't even generators. I mean, it's like it's vastly less. It's vastly less electricity. So that's certain, so, certainly but, true. Okay, but why is it? I don't get it then. If it's 21 people and it's not decentralized in that way, and those people have vast amounts of power, right? right? Like it, it doesn't even feel like it's a cryptocurrency. It's kind of like, this isn't a dictatorship. It's a feudal lordship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, so me and the 20 dukes have decided. Me and my vassals are the only ones who deserve democracy. We did a, so a great, so here's a great governance story. This was a, I did this story, I think in late June. And uh, this is a great example of like things that come up when you sort of have these sort of governance issues, issues right? So this guy, Dean Eigeman, described EOS as like a, an attempted democracy hiding a true oligarchy, which I thought was, was pretty good. So what happened was the first mess that happened with EOS is that when they sold all the tokens, they were originally ERC-20 tokens, okay? And now they're all on the EOS blockchain. So when EOS was about to make that move, they told everyone, you've got to like, prove that you have these tokens to this smart contract on Ethereum and like lock them in there and it'll generate a proof. And then, and you, you'll create an, an EOS wallet that will match that proof. And then it'll know when EOS goes live that those tokens that were on ERC-20 are now over on EOS. It's and like so if like Arby's like merged with Burger King and it was like, <laughs> this is the last day to trade your Arby's bucks for King bucks. Totally. And that if is you don't, your They're problem, gone. man. Yeah, that is totally what happened. And but because it was like complicated and weird, and people couldn't figure out how to do it, 
all these people started setting up websites that would help you make the transfer that were just clearly phishing sites, right? <laughs> and so they just like, just put your private key here and we'll take care of everything for can you. We, can we just pause for a minute and appreciate how like technology changes and money changes, but the same scams exist <laughs> yeah. from when we were like 17 years old, which is like, uh, put your social security number in <laughs> yeah. here. It's yeah. a great scam. <laughs> no one's really improved on the like, Tell me your password. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly what you happened. can't beat that scam. Wow. So how scam. much do you think that those scammers made off with in the EOS transition? Yeah, it wasn't that much, but like, I mean, I think some people did pretty well. But so, so okay, so here's what happened. So, so then as uh, it was a whole mess to get in the chain live, but then it comes live. And one of those groups out there that was trying to get attention for doing good things in the world was telling people, if you, if you got hit by a phishing scammer, bring us all the proof you can, and we'll look into it. And if we think it's right, we will recommend that the account that holds it be frozen so we can get it like reassigned back to you because these these 21 block producers have that much power That's right That's pretty non-decentralized. Oh totally. So so then what happened? <laughs> that would be kind of what like, I was trying to create the Like bros 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 let me see. <laughs> no, I'm going to go look my dad my dad is really in good with these 21 dudes yeah. and he's going to go to them and he's going to tell them you know to just hook you up but in exchange I need something. Yeah. This is basically this is like, like the dumbest. Okay, I don't know. If, like, I don't mean to. I don't mean to slander EOS, but this is like crazy. Like, no, it's, it's why is it? Why is this appealing to anyone? So, so they, but, it has on, a not, lot of cult-like fun. We're not that, done. We're not done with how crazy it gets, though. So this group was like, okay, we'll look into it, and then if if we agree, we'll we'll pass our evidence onto this thing called the. EOS, EOS arbitration FBI. forum. Do they have cops? <laughs> well, so there was kind of meant to this be This ends in Hasidism, where they have their own police force, they vote as a block. They kind of did. So this, there was yeah, this the, arbitration the forum. The Shoreham uh, cops, I, I follow, I used to, when I was on Twitter, I used to follow them on Twitter. And Full they, disclosure, I'm a yeah. Jew. So yeah. just as Jay has a lot of Korean jokes available to him. I just have cans and jokes. Just kidding. <laughs> they, so, uh, they, you can chime in with some um, comparisons of this to early Christianity. Because yeah. okay. this does really seem like we picked, like, Jesus died, we picked 21 prophets. Right. Whatever they say is the word, that's the word. Except we for can they trust weren't... these 21 people more than the rest of you lot. So the idea was it wasn't meant to really just be entirely up to them. There was supposed to be a process. There was supposed to be this arbitration forum that would take complaints, and then they would vet it, and then once they agreed, they would take the 21 dues. That was how it was supposed to work. The problem is EOS had never actually dealt with their whole governance plan when they actually launched. So there was all these people who were like, I had my token stolen. There's people who were like, yeah, we think these guys really did. We think it's true. And people were like freaking out. Well, like, you know, let take these people's tokens back away for them. Don't let them have been robbed. But the block producers were all like, none of this conversation is legitimate because nobody <laughs> has ever, because there was supposed to be a constitution that sort of designated the process, but that never yeah. got... That never got like ratified by anyone. They didn't really know how to ratify it. And but then there was so much pressure that the block producers were like, fine, we'll just do it, but this feels like maybe a bad idea. And then they did it again later the next month. And then what happened is after they did it that time, somebody else put a like fake document up on Telegram that purported to be from this arbitration forum and purported to be proof that like certain funds should be like moved around and people were like, I think this is fake because they just didn't have anything sorted out. To but, be fair, this is what Ethereum did like when they rolled back the like DAO hack. Right. Yeah. They were except they just had one big claim that they like, don't have we a, lost a bunch of shit. They didn't have a structure. <laughs> I mean, you know, what you're describing me is essentially uh, you know, this is like the fourteenth metaphor that we've used for it. But it really is. A, it's like the have you, you've all seen the movie Casino. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like basically you know the bosses meet in the back of that. It's like the mafia. Like you you have different bosses, right? Yeah. And you can like put up complaints to them, and you hope that like the people will listen to you, you know, and that and that those people can make things happen for you because you can't go anywhere else. The only difference is that, like, you know, this is a completely voluntary thing that you're buying into, and they can't do anything And those you. bosses are it's supposed to weird. represent so, the interests of the, like, local bosses in their cities. Theoretically, these 21 are supposed to, How do they select like, the 21? Well, are so, they, like, all the cousins of, like, the dude who fucking started Jesus? So the way, well, so, so it is interesting to make, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily endorsing the mafia metaphor, but it's also <laughs> interesting that, like, the largest token Quite holder out Brady there. Dale says, yeah, exactly. Lock one is a mafia. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. They're all cousins. <laughs> here's the thing, um, 
block one holds 10% of the tokens. So all voting ultimately comes down to token holding, right? So they hold 10% of the tokens. I, they announced they were going to start voting them soon. I don't think they have yet, but it is kind of like the the big, big boss hasn't even spoken yet, but they're going to say something at some point. So here's how that, and this is hard to explain, but here's how the top 21 get picked. If you hold any EOS tokens, you can designate those tokens for voting and you have to stake them to do it, which is cool because most people are holding on to them. So that's fine. Um, and when you do, you can pick up to 30 block producer candidates that you want to vote for. And all your tokens go for all of them. So I could vote just for Aaron. If I had 100 tokens, they would all go for you. If I voted for Aaron and Jay, you would both get 100 votes. But there's no way for me to, like, break it up. I can't give, like, 30 to you and 50 to you. You know, usually when we bring up a coin on this show, at a certain point, Jay, Jay and I just start buying the coin in the middle of this. Uh -huh. I couldn't be less interested in what you just <laughs> described. You're like, yeah, it's like a crypto that has, like, a student council election tacked yeah. on to it. Yeah, yeah, but it's really corrupt. I'm but like, can I vote for and no? Also, like, and also, it's... <laughs> Highly susceptible to misinformation. <laughs> and it's also just like, uh, I, I really don't, like, it's tough enough to vote for my, like, local congressman, much less, like, my, t like, yeah. EOS board. Uh, I, I, 30 I, I, strangers. I think, you have no idea who they are, even, like, where they are. Uh, they say they're, they're in all Canada. All on their libertarian I don't know. ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, totally. And like, that's, that's a real question, though. Like, is there anyone who's not a, like, strident libertarian? who represents like a ES block. Well, like, no one knows who a bunch of them, because a part one of the complaints also is that a lot of these people put all this effort on the grassroots level to making everything work nice and well. And then a bunch of those people who put a ton of time into like making this all happen and were, yeah. you know, nice people didn't end up in the t any of the top 21 spots. And they felt like they should have because they did all this work. And a, a bunch of entities no one had ever heard of in the larger EOS community just all of a sudden appeared at like spot 10. Just like real politics. A yeah. bunch of well, people yeah. do grassroots work and some asshole makes it to Congress. So <laughs> much, only, only, way, only way more so because like it is very clearly like the more tokens you have, the more power you have. So like what was obviously the case is you, and you could just see it on the chain that like these, these strangers who just appeared and got these 21 spots just had some giant whale vote for them. It's like, definitely the, uh, it's gotta be like burner accounts for other people on the board. You know, like it's, it, it can't, be, I, I bet some of those, if I was producing the EOS movie, all yeah. like the 21, what are they called? The validators? Block, block producers is the official the, name. The validators would all go to a hotel uh -huh. together and they'd all be like locked in. It's like when they decide the new Pope, uh -huh. yeah. the 21 would have to like meet and it would be like, they are like cloistered in seclusion until they decide on these like vital EOS issues. So the fun thing, and that that's true. One other fun thing about it is, and maybe this is good, maybe this is bad, I don't know. But there is technically an election like every three minutes. Because it just the system, every time it goes through a full cycle of all twenty one, it just rechecks what uh, the votes okay. are. So, so there's like almost like a constant vote of no confidence that you have to survive. To yeah, there's power. a kind you can you can be voted out at any minute. Right. Do they change though minute to minute like who the 21 are? I I think at the low end they do. Okay. Like I was looking I have I have been looking lately. I was looking a lot early on. They changed a lot in the these early days. These are these are minutes of your life you're never going to get back <laughs> yeah. monitoring EO selections. I know. I really wish someone and maybe someone has. I wish somebody was sort of tracking that over time. But yeah, so changes it changes constantly and but one of the things i don't understand is so okay you've got these top 21 it can change at any minute what if you have some really close vote over some crazy thing like freezing accounts or whatever right yep. but in the time you guys spent like three hours like all emailing over skype about what to do the vote was like you know 11 to 10 and then yep. by the time everyone decided like two people were voted out does the vote still count like what does everyone decide to do i you mean know? this is like what would happen if roger ver was an EOS whale, which is like people would like make massive buys and sells that would like swing power for a brief moment. Yeah. Like do something crazy in a vote and then dump. Well, so what block one's saying they're going to do is block one is saying, A, they want to they expand it so you can vote for like up to like 50 block producers. They want that option. And then what they want to do, since they haven't voted yet, and like the biggest accounts, the, the like people at the top of the voting ranks only have like 3% of the tokens voting for them. That, that's a high, high level, right? So block one holds 10% of all the EOS tokens out there. So what they say they're going to do is find like the 50 most technically sound and honest people and then just vote for like 
50 legitimate who they would they say are legitimate block producers any of these would be good and that basically means that if if there's bad block producers that have the backing of some whale since block one is bigger than all the other whales those those entities would just be shoved to the bottom and everyone could effectively only choose from the ones that block one says you can choose from but which is like maybe nice because they may they might do really good vetting but on the flip side they are ultimately the big boss right like they're they're also saying if we're not down with you you're out this, this is, sounds this as is, complicated this is the as regular thing I've ever heard. this is like this is as crazy as regular politics but i don't quite understand how it improves yeah and i still don't craziness. understand our uh, i don't understand I st- and this is not your fa- fault Brady. i still don't understand the the answer to the question that we started off with like what is governance what is it okay. i have no idea let's take what Let's take what is governance from a different angle. So, like, like what are actual issues? Like, it's clearly an elaborate apparatus to um, give the chain democracy. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, like mining itself, it's really hard to, like, uh, ensure the integrity of a chain. You mm-hmm. need a lot of electricity. I understand it's hard. Mm-hmm. But when I think of, like, what chains have actually decided of importance, the, the two moments I can think of are, Ethereum rolling back its chain to erase the DAO hack, mm-hmm. which created Ethereum Classic, and at the time seems pretty wildly unethical, I would say, but history has been pretty kind to it, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. I think at that moment, Vitalik said, this is what the community wants. People are like, wow, that doesn't seem very decentralized. And he was like, yellow, And people just, ex- like, accepted it, or we'd yeah. be talking about ETC now, yeah. not Ethereum. And then the other one is, of course, is the whole drama around Bcash, and the failed 2x fork, which is another time in which Bitcoin was going to have to perform a democratic exercise with people voting with mining and mining mm-hmm. with central. So I get the idea that like mining is the like home of politics mm-hmm. in crypto, but like this idea that who's in charge is changing every minute. Like what? Like what issues are they possibly going to? Uh, well, so another issue. Logo is, choice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, these like, people are going to be just doing a redesign well, every day. At some point, I mean, at some point, they've got to decide to move on-chain governance governance onto the chain. Another big thing is, and this is true for Tezos too. They both have this: is some of the inflation is spent on you know paying people to do things that are good for the system. So. I mean, EOS first needs to have a governance system in place. Then they need a referendum system that's legitimate to make certain decisions. And then that referendum system needs to approve a separate governance system, which they call the worker proposal system. And the worker proposal system is what decides how to spend the money that is accumulating from the inflation to do good things for EOS. And again, there's there's no rush because if anyone has any great ideas, Block One will just fund it right now. Okay, so... As I see it, the governance is to solve disputes in the community and the tokens are to like recruit more people for the community and incentivize them. Mm-hmm. So you've created the Tibetan Freedom Festival at which like people are like pushing for every political cause and a bunch yeah. of people are there. Why are we here? Like, what's the show? Like, what are we going to well, do I mean, when we get all know, these people together? You know, like, for example, you know, it does do transactions super fast, like crazy fast. You can have like a really high transaction throughput. So because there's only 21 validators. Right. And not like dealing with this enormous chain that's bouncing all over the world. Yeah. Is it faster than like American Express? No. Nope. But, but like, for example, I think the first big dap to go on there, and I meant to check before coming to see what was going on with it, but and I didn't. But, like, you know, the Everipedia, the Wikipedia competitor that's going to, like, pay you for doing edits in its crypto token, like, Ooh. its token is powered uh, by EOS. Like, they made an EOS token j- j- on some, there. Some big uh, money signs just crossed Jay's mind. Yeah, go go update a bunch of uh, no, entries. No, I was just saying it. that I have to update my own because someone told me that something was on it. That you can't pay him any Everpedia entry. You, can, you cannot. You cannot no, update Wikipedia. a Wikipedia entry. Well, this you'll is get flagged. This is your Everpedia. Entry. I can update. I can edit my own Wikipedia, right? Hell nah. Really? I'm well, banned you... from Wikipedia for editing the Francis and the Lights Wikipedia page in like 2009. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think you can edit your own Wikipedia. Well, page. you can't. I mean, you, don't, you definitively don't... can't. Like one of the things to get you can get flagged for is editing your own well, don't, Wikipedia don't, page. <laughs> don't log in and don't do it from home. I mean, I'm going to tell you that the EOS constitution is in no way ambiguous on this. 
editing thing. Okay. Uh, yo, I read my my ex girlfriend was dating this guy for a while, and I found a Wikipedia page for him, and there's no way anyone but him wrote that. Oh, so, I mean, people like, do it. Was, there was uh, a bunch of like scandals where like weird edits to Wikipedia pages were coming out of congressional offices. Oh yeah, and they tracked like what congressional offices had edited what Wikipedia pages. Yeah, yeah, Wikipedia. There's like Congress offices that were editing climate change p- pages. But this is Everpedia, not Wikipedia. I tend to, I feel like there's like a lot of action in this, but I also don't really understand in any way like what they're doing. Like if they're just like, well, we can do fast transactions, but to do a transaction, you have to basically take a purity test and take this 15 part survey. And then you have to like go out and canvas for EOS for like two days. They're, I mean, like, they're that doing sounds a, terrible. They're doing Ethereum, right? I mean, like basically like Ethereum and EOS and Tezos are all like, Fighting to be the the chain of record yeah, that smart. powers they're this decentralized yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. So they're basically like all trying to do the same thing, but they have different approaches to how they run in- internally. That one of them is from a company like Block One has yeah. an association. Ethereum's like a nonprofit foundation. Uh, Tezos is this whole other thing. They're they're all kind of imagining the same world. They just believe there's a different <laughs> like way to a get D-app there. App world. Yeah, yeah it's a th- you've been to it. Jay, don't act like you haven't been to Ethereum Amusement Park. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Don't I've don't there. don't act like you haven't I've had some there. decentralized cotton candy. I've, uh, yeah, I've uh, I've watched a lot of Khan University videos. Uh, look, and... EOS Amusement Park is going to be just as fun. And when you have like a dispute about like uh, being overcharged at the restaurant, you're gonna have this robust democratic system <laughs> on it. So here's a fun fact about EOS: it is right now the most active blockchain in the world in terms of it has the most transactions going on it. But the overwhelming majority of those transactions are one guy just sending this message like four million times a day that's just like, we love BM, which, which stands for ByteMaster, which is Dan Larimer's like name online. And this guy is just sending this <laughs> transaction over and over again. And the reason you can do that like, is because uh, you don't pay per transaction. It sounds like you... a plot line in Lost or it something. It also sounds like, a, actually, a breaking news here. Uh, somebody that Aaron and I know mutually told me some dirt on Aaron and his fantasy basketball habits. This actually sounds like what, uh, about like a Lammer ball. Lammer balling (laughs) is before they changed the algorithm in Yahoo fantasy basketball Uh by changing your lineup and like releasing players every night and getting a totally new lineup of players playing that night. You'd easily manipulate the like sanctity of their fantasy basketball tabulator. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been fixed here. Don't don't try it at home. But it's every years. time that it's been you, banned. Every it's time it's like, like a PED. You did that like according <laughs> to this person, you spent like forty five minutes every night doing this, and that every night you would send out a message that yeah, the only words were Lammer Ball. <laughs> so this really is Lammer Ball. Yeah, <laughs> only the, only this the guy EOS does it four million times a day. <laughs> Um, EOS started as an ERC-20 token. These mm. these projects are all trying to be the backbone of this central world computer world. Right. Are they the th- are they the top three? Would you rank them um, in terms of like like the most highest percentage chance of actually achieving this decentralized? Yeah, Neo. Well, uh, the thing is, I think uh, yeah, Neo's big ontology. Um, I don't think it'll be one. I mean, the thing that we're starting to see more and more of are people like, for example, uh, David Floyd did a good story recently that was about this this company that's trying to basically make Magic the Gathering, but electronically. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and so there's so, a card that's already like hasn't even launched, and there's a card that's like worth over sixty thousand dollars. Well, that's something. a different. That's a different. Oh. That's, that's Gods Unchained. This yeah. this one was like. Uh, I want to. If you're listening, Gods Unchained, I've sent your CEO an email. Come on the show. Yeah. Don't be uh, a coward. What this is, was that? Like, is that that's it's like, like a card game? It's like Magic the, the Gathering on yeah. the blockchain, and but you can trade the cards like Crypto Kitty. Yeah, right? it's like NFTs. But so this other one, I think it was a. Th- Ethereum, cool. but I'm not sure. It, it's not right. It was some it, no. It's, it was like Ether Monsters, which is which is also basically Magic the Gathering. So they're gonna keep all their your cards and your card stats will stay on Ethereum because it's the most secure. Yeah. But they're gonna run the operations on this other chain called Zalika. So like your actual play, you know, sending in the trans, like so I punch him, I kick, or like yeah. whatever. Those are transactions too, but Ethereum's like way too slow to do it and way too expensive to do it. Yeah. So they'll 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 create a relationship between the two chains to like run those actions when you're playing the game. And I think we're gonna start seeing a lot more of that. I think I think if this all works, it's not gonna be 
like one chain. And 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 I'm starting to see this with like startups I I talk to. They're like, yeah, we're we have a multi-chain plan. We're doing, you know, we're, we're kind of a little bit on a few. So I think that probably will be how it works out. I mean, certainly it's hard to imagine that like the whole thing's going to literally operate on a single blockchain. And, right. And bl- there is some sort of Moore's law thing of like chains getting faster and faster and mm-hmm. people are going to want to be on the faster chain. Just thinking right now, though, it feels like even if there's multiple chains in the future, someone has to win. Like someone's got to shut Jay up. You know what I mean? Like well, someone's got to like achieve some of this stuff that they're setting off to, to I achieve. I think there's two winners, maybe three. And I'm just sort of talking off the top of my head here. Not but, investment advice from any of us. Yeah, but like, so the two, so I guess the three, <laughs> the three big questions in crypto are like speed, security, and just like function as money, right? Yes. And so I think you could imagine a world where like, let's say Ethereum is the one where like things really can't be screwed with. Like it's super secure and like it stays like kind of slow, but it could do things like storing the really important records that you manage. And then something else, say Tezos is like super fast. And so you create a bridge between those two things to communicate things. And so like, so it's like a, it's a duopoly. And then maybe like, for example, as this stuff becomes like super popular, you know, Bitcoin wins as like fundamentally money as like sort right. of the, as sort of the standard account of everything, you know? And then there's some sort of like a l- miniature lightning networks that like actually route things quickly yeah. and, and all, all of the pipe works. I mean, I sort of buy that, but I, I don't like, okay, I heard about that gods and chained. I yeah. think that's an ERC 721 Sounds right. token. Another one of the so NFTs, like, yeah. I guess I'm like, why start over like what for from eos like eos is dan larimer was previously involved in ripple uh no was that's he, not he right. did he did block trades in steam steam that's it yeah so these are people who've like worked on multiple projects uh-huh. like it seems like everyone like sees this problem and they're like i have to do mine my own like, why not build on top of Ethereum? Like, because you this... don't get free money that way. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. You know, yeah. like every time I always ask people this question, they always give me some hustly answer. But like, the truth is, if I do it myself, people, it'll be worth something for a while and I yeah. get a bunch of free money. And that allows you to do crazy hustles. Like you can you can basically pay people to join your network. And obviously at some point, some smaller number of these have to win, though I bet it's going to be a larger number than we expect. But yeah, so guys, I super have to run. Oh, get out actually. of here. Um, Brady, thank you for coming on the thank show. Thank you. This episode of Coin Talk was taped Thursday, August 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Bitcoin price index was $6,506. And that was Coin Talk. Thanks to Brady Dale. Thanks to our editor, James Nicholson. Thanks to our friends over at Medium. All of our episodes are at medium.com slash cointalk. And as soon as we can, we post a transcript to each of them. That's right. Full transcript of the show that you can read instead of listen to. If you read it and you want to get in touch, you should send us an email. Hi at cointalk.show. We are always looking for sponsors. Send us an email. No shame here. Tell your friends. Rate us on iTunes. We'll see you soon.